When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Glad you're with us as we broadcast live from Nashville, Outkick 360, across the Outkick Network. Sixth and Peabody, our daily location. Beautiful, we call it a campus. Beautiful city block long facility here. We have the Old Smoky Distillery, Yeehaw Brewery, the beer and the moonshine sold on site, made on site at Sixth and Peabody. But beyond that, food, drink, large, the two, two of the biggest screens you're going to find for sports and then screens that even have this show broadcasting live on them uh today here at six the peabody we say hello to everyone here and everyone listening across the network and everyone viewing us uh, on youtube and on twitter you can search us out outkick 360 headlines out there today jacksonville jaguars fans are planning a clown show to watch their clown show of a team literally uh, there are thousands of fans that are reportedly and making it known they're showing up to the game against the Colts this Sunday in full clown costumes and wearing the mustache of Shad Khan. I love it. I hope it. Ta- I, I hope enough people show up that it has a real effect. Here's the thing about something like this, and you guys know how this works. Um, even when the fans are right, clearly right. And even when the move is um, the right thing to do when ownership or an organization looks like it's reacting to a fan campaign, oftentimes then they just become stubborn and don't do it. What is the action they're trying to create with this? They're trying to get Balky fired because Balky's a turnoff to so many coaching candidates because he's not good. Yeah, because that ended the the craziness with Harbaugh in San Francisco. Balky was the was the GM there at the time, and there are coaching candidates, namely Josh McDaniel. Josh McDaniels doesn't even want to talk to Jacksonville. Uh, I was I forgot where I saw this NFL Network or ESPN uh, because they have Balky as their general manager. So he's he's not it, going there anyway, is he? I mean, he he wouldn't go to damn Indianapolis well, when they had Andrew Luck. It, it, but that's out. not the point. The point is he's not even willing to hear them out, right? Like, we, we would have said a, a coach of Urban Meyer's caliber wouldn't have gone to Jacksonville if you're thinking of all the big um, – Chicago was open at one point, and he passed on the Bears. Well, he kind of signed off on – Point being, Falcon. yeah, well, I, I think he – I think the perception was he was in control. And that's why Balky has a job right now. It's because Urban Meyer screwed up, not Trent Balky. Yes. So now it's on him, and it doesn't seem as though many coaches want to want to coach with him in the no, front people office. People don't like well, they, him. They He's to, not good at his job. He also, I think, is hard to get along with. Well, you need a full erasing of the chalkboard. Is what you need. Start yes. over at the top left, <laughs> and start writing out what you're going to be as a franchise. Um, that that's how you that, that's yeah. how you start. Wouldn't over. it be great if people showed up and wore. Clown wigs and noses, and but I mean, that'd be great. I know what scene. you're saying, Paul. You look, you look weak if you're responding to a fan movement. 
You're but also weak. If you, you also don't do how, the do, right how do they know you're responding to a fan movement? I mean, it's all just whispers well, about because their commitment he to decided him. when when he fired the coach that uh, a few weeks later he said, "All right, here's what we're going to do. In, in, we're going to keep the GM and go forward from here." But not even that. He mentioned ba- Balky in the release about Urban Meyer. That moving, like moving forward, Trent Baalke remains in place. So twice he's, right. he's decided. He so, decided it when the urban move happened and then when he said what we're going to do going forward. Guys, Isaiah Wilson, former first-round pick of the Tennessee Titans um, with the Dolphins for three days. Three days. Three days last year with the Dolphins. This year he spent the majority of the second half of the season on the practice squad with the New York Giants and just recently had been called up to the active roster. But and was inactive. In a, yeah, didn't play. He was inactive. And then is cut. They release Isaiah Wilson, the Giants do, because he's falling asleep in meetings. What a complete disaster. Listen, when you're that heavy, you get tired. Well, I know when I have more weight on like I do now, I tend to fall asleep easier. Leave it to Isaiah Wilson uh, to make me really respect Antonio Brown and his work ethic <laughs> all these years. <laughs> I mean, I, that's the first thing I thought was, you got two guys here. I'm not a, a shrink, but both may have some psychological mental health issues, but one works. I mean, <laughs> one shows up and busts his butt throughout his career, and he is a self-made guy who has worked hard to get where he is. And the but, other guy is not only possibly wrestling with some demons – and really, really dumb, just like the other guy. But he's also lazy on top of all that. Antonio this Brown. is really a, a trifecta. This is trifecta of what you don't want in life: dumb, lazy, crazy, fat. I mean, that. <laughs> I mean, I, I think I that I just diagnosed team. Isaiah Wilson: La- dumb, lazy, crazy. At least Antonio Brown's only two of the three. And he, right, if you're looking for someone out there in the, the, that you want to attach yourself to. At least Antonio Brown's only checked well, two one, of those one boxes. guy produces. Antonio yeah. Brown, uh, when I was down well, in Tampa. because Antonio Brown works. I when mean, I was down in Tampa hard. for the joint practices, the Titans and, and the Bucks practiced for two days. Antonio Brown got thrown out of practice one day. He wanted to practice so badly, he talked Bruce Arians into letting him come back to practice. <laughs> I, Panda's not doing <laughs> no, that. No, he's not doing that. Um, he's falling asleep in meetings after. He's talking himself out of practice. Well, he talked his way into getting another look. I mean, he put out this big statement about how he was going to get. New man. Yeah, he, was, he forgave, forgave us. A, yeah. And, and, and for those that don't know the Tennessee Titans history with him, they drafted him to be their starting right tackle. First round. First round pick. Complete bust. Complete disaster. All kinds uh, of trouble. Quit Went on the to team. a campus party in the middle of COVID. Crashed his car on a major road where he was doing donuts after drinking uh, what had to be tubs of margaritas. <laughs> it, it is really hard the, uh, to whiff as hard as they did on a pick. It reminds me of the, you said big tubs of margaritas, the uh, Gary Pinkle, the the old coach at uh, Missouri, where he got a DUI, but he said, I had two glasses of wine, but they were jumbo glasses. <laughs> <laughs> when he got the DUI, yeah, he's like, but they were really big glasses was the only issue. They wanted to keep him, they, uh, they wanted to keep the investment, the Titans did uh, at the time to salvage anything they could with Isaiah Wilson, but they put him on a, a list, where, on a suspended of. list or whatever it was, uh, the, where he could not be at the facility. They sent him back home to the Atlanta area instead of keeping him at the facility around veterans that you would think would help him get back into line of actually helping the team. Guys like Ben Jones and Roger Saffold. And instead they say, you know what? We don't want you around the locker room. We don't want you around the team. You're out. 
and they sent him home on this suspended list and eventually released him. Well, eventually just, traded him for traded a, a him. jump right. of like six spots in the seventh round. You're round. absolutely right. Traded him. Um, and then he was, after the trade, <laughs> was he with the Dolphins for three days. he didn't show up for his days. physical or his meeting. Disaster. By the way, I think I really just connected with our Missouri listeners with that Pinkle yeah, reference. I thought so too. Oh, it was great. Yeah, that I was thought that's big, what you might have been Big for our Missouri. I, I, didn't even, um, I thought about it after the fact. I wasn't planning it, but I think I just connected. Well done. FanDuel.com slash OK360 is where you can find odds on all the college basketball games tonight. Uh, and more. And you can also find odds on the NFL MVP. Hub Arkish with Pro Football Weekly says he's not going to vote for Aaron Rodgers uh, for MVP, but that's not changing the odds at FanDuel. Uh, landslide right now with the odds is Aaron Rodgers atop uh, the list of MVP behind Tom Brady, um, uh, behind Rodgers is Tom Brady. Uh, behind them, you've got Jonathan Taylor and Cooper Cup. No surprise. If you are this emotional, uh, are we talking about Hub Arkish now? Or are we yeah, talking we're, about we're the, about okay. to get into it, yeah. Okay. Um, I, I don't know if we're talking about the odds or Hub Arkish because I really want to get into this. Uh, with he voting. didn't affect the line is what I was saying. No, yeah, he, he did not. Um, if you're this emotional about it, if you're this emotional about your vote for MVP, that because Rodgers is a, quote, big jerk, the biggest jerk in the NFL, and I'm not going to vote for him, Although he probably deserves it for on-field play uh, for MVP, you shouldn't have a vote. I mean, th- there was a time where I, I thought journalism was the exclusion of emotion from storytelling, from writing, from getting the story, just giving your honest opinion about what's happening on the field. Uh, and th- this, it bothers me. I, I, I just, you have to separate the two. There are plenty of people. We, we talked well, about Paul this. Paul has to do it for the Pro Football well, Hall we, of Fame. A great example is you know what I talked about earlier. Over the weekend, Clay breaks a story, and no one wants to say Clay broke the story because they don't like Clay. It's very obvious. They just hate Clay. You got media members here in Nashville that have blocked him. <laughs> that you know that I'm sure people are telling him he's the one who broke him. They they can't even see it. You have to separate the two. It's fine to hate Clay or anyone. Like if you dislike someone, whatever. There's plenty of people in media that I read or watch that I don't like. I'm sure there are a lot of people listening to this right now that don't like me, don't like the sound of my voice, don't like what I'm saying. I don't care. But you have to take that aside, and if someone breaks a story or does something good in their profession, you have to say it. If someone is the best player on the field in an NFL season, they are the MVP. You can't let your blinded whatever come into it and affect a vote like that. That That's what really bothers me about this is, look, we... We give opinions every day on this show. We talk things through on the show. Emotions are going to come through, and that's fine. It's entertainment at times. But when you sit down and you've been entrusted with a vote of any kind, you have to remove emotion. you got to do it, and you got to give me your honest opinion on who was the best player in the NFL, who was the league MVP. Take emotion out of it. And he, this Hub Arkish character clearly isn't doing that. didn't make much sense that he, he talked about – not supposed to say who I've voted for and I've probably stepped over the beforehand, line beforehand yeah but also framed it like well I'm I'm talking about who I'm not voting for <laughs> so um like that is somehow better um I'd have no problem if he said you know he's the best player in the league and I'm voting for him but I think he's an idiot and a buffoon or or whatever you can frame it however you want it but if you're conceding that you think he's the best player in the league and then give me a rationale for not voting for him. 
doesn't make much sense. I, I'm not a big fan of Aaron Rodgers anymore. The drama got me to a point over the summer where I said I was done with all of that stuff and I had flipped on my my feelings for him. But he's been the best player in the league this year. If I had a, a AP vote, which I'd love to have, because I think other people don't use it well, not just on MVP, but but the entire ballot and all pro, he'd be he'd be my guy. And I'm totally fine if, if Hub Arkish wants to go on whatever I show think he's, he's a on. Liar, by the way, well, if he wants to go on whatever show he's saying, I, I think we're all liars at some point. Uh, but I, it, anyway, if Hub Arkish wants to go on his show and uh, say that he thinks that Aaron Rodgers is a big jerk and that he's done things wrong and he's unvaccinated and he lied about it and I don't like him and I hate what he did, in the that's fine. Do that. But I, I just don't want it to be followed by, and for that reason, I'm not going to give you my honest opinion on him being the MVP because I think he's a big jerk. Even though he even says, he may be the MVP. He may be the best player in the league, but I'm not going to vote for him. I, I think that's where it gets skewed. I'm fine with people sharing their honest opinion about Aaron Rodgers, but I think that's where it, it gets thrown off. Aaron Rodgers, by the way, spoke on this today. Um, I had it earlier. Uh, Rob Domoski reported it. He basically said, I don't have the exact quote in front of me. He said he's a bum. Uh, asked about Hub Arkish. He said the guy's a complete bum. He said uh, he hates me because I'm unvaccinated. And he said, might as well go ahead and change this award to the most vaccinated player was his response well, to Hub Arkish. Uh, Hub Arkish also said he hurt his team uh, because Green Bay would have 14 wins instead of 13 wins without him on the field, Hub. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm confused as to how... I mean, in fact, they're actually helped right now going into the postseason and the the reason for that is he's in a 90-day window where he doesn't have to get any tests the nfl is not going to test aaron Rodgers, the unvaccinated aaron Rodgers, because he's pop positive and he's passed it and he's also in the same boat as every nfl player right now five days out and then you can come back how how has he hurt his team as it sits here right now where they're going to be the number one overall seed going into the postseason, and the NFL has changed the protocols for both vaccinated and unvaccinated. Yeah, and, and he, here is... Would he be five days out now? He's not... Is Are these guys tested if you've been positive? No, you in get the a, last release, once you've popped you positive, a, you're having nine, you have a three-month window. Yeah, right, so he doesn't, he, window. he's not at risk of missing five. Yeah, if you, if you thought point, that wasn't his, if no, his point plot. is My point is, he could be unvaccinated, have COVID, and it doesn't matter because in the eyes of the NFL, if you're not tested, you don't have it. And yeah. that goes for vaccinated, who are popping positive, and unvaccinated, who are popping positive. So Herb Arkish, which is his name, Herb, Hub sounds like, you know, with a speech impediment, you release the R. Um, so did he change it to Hub? It's Hub. He goes by Hub, but his real name's Herb. Interesting. You know, uh, the, the whole point of this... I will now go by Chuck. He says he's the MVP on the field, but he's not going to vote for him. He should not be an AP MVP vote. He should not have a vote. That, that, that in and of itself removes you from consideration of having any bearing on this vote moving forward. He used to publish uh, Pro Football He still Weekly. does. It's, it, it, well, in his pro bio, it still says Pro Football yeah, Weekly. Pro Football Weekly is virtually nothing now compared to what it but, was. But, but the whole, yeah. oh, he, you know, he, he's not there for his teammates and he hurt his team. The guy didn't show up all offseason, and he's the most valuable player in the NFL. Well, I, How did he hurt his team? I, and I would also say to anyone who says that, go ask Devontae Adams about Aaron Rodgers as a teammate. Go ask his offensive line. Go ask Aaron Jones. 
Go down the list of guys. I would talk to them first before saying he hurts his team. He was being a bad teammate. Go ask Devontae, Matt LaFleur, who's about to be the front runner for coach of the year because he of the guy. Called, he called Devontae Adams the last week leading up to the game and said, hey, I just want to tell you that you're the best player I've ever played with. And Devontae Adams broke down crying when Aaron Rodgers told him that. It, it, it meant so much to him. I, I just, I think you find out if a guy, there's plenty of guys in the league that people would tell you they were a bad teammate. T.O. was one of them. You know, this became the debate with him in the Hall of Fame. Great player. But there are plenty of guys that even played quarterback for him that said, bad teammate. I don't hear that as much with Aaron. A different guy, odd guy at times, very cerebral, but I haven't heard a lot of bad teammate hurts his team. Have you heard that, Paul? No. No. But, I mean, I, I don't think he handled the whole thing well at all. I, I'm not going to let him off the hook for that. But he's MVP. I mean, those are two separate things entirely. Well, here's the quote. Uh, Rob Domoski has this from ESPN. Uh, Aaron Rodgers on Hub Arkish when he was asked today in his media availability. He's a bum, an absolute bum. His problem is I'm not vaccinated. And then Rodgers later added the most. If, if that's the case, make it the most vaccinated player. And I saw someone which I, I thought was actually a, a thoughtful response to it. Uh, Reach Wheaton said, I don't love this response from Rodgers because I feel like Hub Arkish is saying things about Aaron Rodgers not knowing him personally and getting personal with him being the biggest jerk in the league and a bad teammate and all that. And now Aaron Rodgers is sort of doing the same with Hub Arkish. He's kind of punching down. He's contradicted by saying he's a bum, he's an absolute bum when he doesn't know him. Uh, which, you know, whatever. I, I think it's a it's probably it's an angry response. Yeah, you expect from Aaron Rodgers. You, you expect is. an angry response from him at this at this stage, though. Can I uh, do one more thing separate? Oh, yeah. You said yesterday you thought the Washington football team would be named the Admirals. Had you seen odds on that? No. Because, no, but I think it's the Admirals. Because there are odds on it. I don't think they're at FanDuel, but I, I get okay. emails from other odds makers. Admirals is minus 500. Commanders plus 275. Red Hogs plus 700. Well, Presidents plus 850. Everything else is So what are the top three? Higher. Admirals, Commanders, Red Hawks. So everyone, and Chad pointed this out yesterday, and it, it makes sense if you're trying to line it up oh, I, with yeah. the Red Hawks because they're announcing it's this Groundhog on Day. Groundhog, Groundhog Day, uh, February 2nd. I, I mention Admirals because they leaked this themselves. They bought the rights to the URL months ago. And if you go to WashingtonAdmirals.com, it redirects you to their website. I mean, that's going to be their name. Because they've already, I don't know if you can go to WashingtonRedHawks.com. I'm doing that right now. But you're but out of the same Washington, wavelength. I'm Washington Red Admirals now. directs you to their team site. I love it because you know, you guys know Simon played for the Admirals for several years as his baseball team. So I've got affection for that name. But when the logo comes out and it's nothing like Simon's Admirals, I'll be uh, disappointed. But I've got affection for the name. I actually kind of like it. Are you saying Red Hawks? Red Hogs. 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 Like That's Hogs. terrible. That like is the, absolutely like the, terrible. Like their offensive line. Yeah, I know. Negative. I understand. Yeah. It. I get it, but it's terrible. Just I mean, Hogs, you're just gonna maybe. No, not nothing. <laughs> nothing like pork Hogs related. As someone who me. loves pork, as someone who <laughs> loves bacon, nothing pork related in the name of your your football team in Washington. That's just gonna make you further. Look, you're trying to get away from being a joke of the NFL. Yeah. Don't name yourself Hogs. I mean, Admirals is way better than Commanders, Red Hogs, Presidents, Armada. Well, what? Hold on, hold on. Now. What world signals. are we living in where I actually like the agricultural themed 
name more than Reed. <laughs> I like I like Red Hawk. Have you ever been? Have you ever been around a pig farm? I mean, I I, I kind of like Razorbacks also. <laughs> no, you as, know what? Now that I think about it, Washington D.C. is absolutely a pig farm. So you absolutely, Red <laughs> Hawk should be the name. Tell us about pig farms, and they're not even in Washington David, D.C. Tell us about your experience at a pig farm. Uh they sting. <laughs> it's much like that offensive line. Well, uh, the stadium. <laughs> I'm just talking myself field, into this now. Yeah. Yeah. Perception. Yeah, this is perfect. I, I like it. Dan Snyder could wear a pig I, nose I like, around. I like the Washington Red Hogs. I like that something starts with red and then goes a different direction See, for the I, franchise. Red I also Hawks like, would have uh, been better. I also like... The Red Wolves was scratched. Yeah, that was red a popular Wolves one. Red Wolves would have been better. Why was that scratch? They, they, well, they, they just, just said announced. it's not going to be Red Wolves. I, no, I think it's oh, because of the a, Hawks, Atlanta Hawks, maybe. And no, well, there, see, there's also some uh, copyright issues. Yeah. Okay, well, see, yeah. that's the thing about the with Admirals. Red Wolves. There, there is no pro- big professional team named the Admirals, so it's that unique. that also ties in where they will have complete ownership of that. I like Admirals. And you have the naval base and everything else. What yeah, thirty tied minutes in down the, the road? Navy. Belichick will like it. Yeah, it's not bad. It's not bad. I'd st- give it a good logo, I'd, though. I'd still go Red Hogs. And I think the the possibilities with a Red Hog well, logo see, I think, would be great. I think it's going to be like uh, like Reed said, though. People are going to be like, Red Hogs? Like, what's the commercial where they're, say, they're saying it? We, we got this, right? We're saying the same thing? And they keep well, saying yeah. it back and forth to each other? And there's a, there's a, Red Hogs? There's yeah, a, Red Hogs. There's a bit about a certain... Uh, NHL team from Chicago. Yeah, that that, that goes Sal. back and forth with that too. <laughs> uh, that we're not going to get into oh, on, for these, those, on okay, these airwaves. Yeah. yeah, honey, I like it. Red Hawks. And for those who wonder about this decision, the NFL runs a big portion of this. Oh, for Washington years will years. play this up like it's all on them. Um, when Bud Adams moved it. the Oilers to Nashville, the the NFL played a major factor in how they ended up with Titans. He wanted to be the Cherokees and Pioneers. Yeah, is what they wanted, and and, which that would have been <laughs> both terrible. Well, both pro- well, one of them changed by now. <laughs> yeah, right. right. I just think about that. I'm like, they'd be in the same situation that Washington was, the Cleveland Indians, uh, so many teams. But the be right but, there with them. They're they, very hands-on NFL properties. That logos look a certain. They're out well, I was going to mention the copyright. Cloth, the out of the, the copyright same. aspect of it plays a major factor in it, and the fact that they could ha- own Titans played a factor yeah. in why the NFL approved all that. It's uh it'll be interesting to see. I'm always curious So we all, we're all let's let's put our vote in right now of what we've seen. Your your favorite. I'm going Red Hogs. Very good. I, I like Admirals. Today. I said the Admirals yesterday. Admirals? I like that. Yeah. I like Admirals. You guys I go like Admirals? It. Reed? I uh, hate to be on Paul's side ever, but Admirals uh, is a clear choice here. What are the other I'll die on this hill. I'll die on this Red Commanders? Hogs hill. The president's doesn't presidents, I don't like I, like I'm thinking like of it that. from like a it is Cowboys against the president, you know, and I, that doesn't make Armada Brigade. I, I hate Defenders things. Sentinels. I hate most every team name mascot that does not end in S. Armada Brigade. If it's not like a color, like Crimson Tide or the Harvard Crimson, mm-hmm. I don't the the big green. Big green, big orange. I don't like uh, I don't like mascot names that don't end in S. They all seem too churched up to me. Brigade, heat, fire. Well, that, to me, they don't Armada. sound. They don't sound like major leagues. The they Blizzard. Sound like, they sound like uh, lesser leagues. Yeah, it sounds like a minor league deal to me. Sounds very minor league. Hit us up on Twitter with your thoughts at Outkick three sixty. Coming up, more headlines, including a possible scenario for Sunday Night Football 
where a tie would benefit both teams and at least one head coach, and I would assume both, are going to say, we know Staley has said this about the Chargers, the game will not end in a tie. And he says he has respect for the game, and that's why the game will not end in a tie. We'll give you the scenario, so and we'll discuss, to tie? we'll discuss how, you know, these two teams could be the martyr. If you hate ties, this, these two teams could effectively end ties in the National Football League while also accepting a hefty fine and penalty. That's next, and now kick 360. So, we go out during the break here at 6th and Peabody, Outkick 360, and they stream our show live here at the venue, and Paul, you say you went out, and then on the big screen, you were just frozen on the screen. Chad pointed out to me, and I thought it was terrific. I was going to stay out there and let everyone recognize me and be like, hey, that's you up there. (laughs) Are you the guy on TV? Yeah. You're the guy, right? Let me go go stand next to it. Let's all pose next to it. I mean, it, it looked like Paul frozen on a big screen TV. Hey, mouth everyone, mouth come on open up. or closed. Well, or, you know, patrons mid, were turning back their food. <laughs> no, they were uh, delivering drinks back to the bar. Saying, I, was I don't want to be out. in an establishment like this. Right. Right. I was going to go out on the street and say, come in through 6th, through Peabody. Everyone, check this out. <laughs> uh, we appreciate everyone tuned in to us. Uh, if you're listening to Sports Radio 104.7 across the Middle Tennessee, Upper Cumberland region, Somo Sports Radio in uh, Missouri. We say hello to you this week uh, and everyone there, uh, plus Fox Sports Shoals, Fox Sports Knoxville, and of course across the Outkick Network on YouTube, Twitter, and everywhere in between. Um, I don't know why this is so funny to me, but I have to bring this up quickly. Mm -hmm. Uh, We were reading the story during the break. Uh, Novak Djokovic has been deported, I guess, from uh, Australia for not being vaccinated. He had an exemption for the tournament and through the association to play in the tournament, but he did not have an exemption with Australia that requires it. So he was detained and then deported. And uh, whoever broke the story that he's being deported uh, put the report out there, and our buddy Dan Wolken retweeted it and just put, boom. (laughs) I don't know why that's so funny to me, (laughs) but Dan Wolken, very excited. That Novak Djokovic has been booted out of Australia. How big? Uh, I just uh, saw him. I just saw him tweet "boom," and I'm thinking, is he like celebrating a Vandy commitment or something <laughs> to his alma mater? That's what you usually do is you get good news about a a signing or something before. And no, it's he's booming. <laughs> he's booming Novak Djokovic being deported. How big was the tournament feeling? I, I always think that's funny when like uh, oh. people or events or facilities get totally out of whack their place in the pecking order. So like, hey, we're the Australian Open. We're a pretty big deal. So we're going to let this guy in. I mean, we're going to – we're big. And this is a big tournament for him. We're going to let him in. And then the country comes and says, hey, we're the country. <laughs> and, and we've got rules that you may not like. But guess what? We're going to kick him out. We trump – we actually trump the Australian Open with this rule thing. And you may think he's in – but he's out. There's I hope Dan, he never goes back. There's Dan Wolkins. Boom. I hope he never goes back to that tournament. Yeah, he probably for a country with a policy that doesn't Set, work. I, I don't care about the policy. I just think it's funny when well, it's the ridiculous. club if the policy it doesn't work. The country, but the policy yeah. doesn't work, and you've got Dan Wolkin tweeting, "Boom." I mean, joke's on you there. Yeah. Well, Dan Wolkin is a sheep. <laughs> like so absolutely. Many. I mean, he's. I don't a know sheep. much about the stats or success or failures of Australian 
COVID policy. Well, their co- their policy was everyone was on lockdown until there was no, I mean, one test and you would go on lockdown, one positive. And all of a sudden they realized that wasn't stopping it. And all of a sudden, meaning like a year later, that wasn't stopping it. And now you have to be vaccinated in the country. And again, vaccinations aren't stopping the spread of COVID. Yeah, what and what we're finding, and I saw even uh, the New York Times had a had a report about this in a in a story. Uh, vaccines protect yourself. That that's what we're seeing. That right. over and over again, it's lessening symptoms when you get it. It's not preventing spread. It's not slowing it. It's not stopping it. So Novak Djokovic is getting booted out of a country because he didn't protect himself. It's not about others. It's about he didn't protect himself, which seems to me just logically speaking, that would seem to be something that Novak Djokovic could make that decision on whether or not he wants to protect himself. Well, the common sense to me is, is is he positive for COVID or is he negative? Okay. Well, treat it like a negative test and allow him to play. Yeah. I mean, to me, it's not that hard. And if you believe in the vaccine and you believe that everyone's protected and you have someone who's not positive with COVID-19 coming into your country, allow the man to play. I just, I, to me, that's, common sense there yeah well we're we're way past common sense now <laughs> no doubt <laughs> those who want common sense you're, you're way past that you got a lot of people dug in that's going against common sense right now they they've got a, a narrative and they're sticking with it they're going to die with it dan wolken being one of them he's going to die with that that narrative i want ties to die in the national football league i hate them disgust me ties in sports disgust me i want a winner and a loser um at some point Kids grow up and you start you start keeping score. And the NFL adds an extra game, but will not allow their their teams to play it until someone is a decided winner. And there is a scenario out there, and Paul alerted to me this uh, this scenario first to me, and now it's it's spreading around to where you now have uh, Staley with the head coach of of the Chargers having to answer these questions with media availability. And the scenario is. If Indianapolis loses this week in Jacksonville, then the Chargers and the Raiders, who right now face a win-and-end scenario, that's why it's been moved to Sunday night football. It was flexed to Sunday night. If the Colts lose to the Jacksonville Jaguars, the Raiders and the Chargers would both get into the postseason if they end in a tie. And so... The thought process there is, and, and they'll know the result, of course, of Jacksonville and Indy, and in all likelihood, it should be win and end because the Colts should win that game despite how many games they've lost in Jacksonville in a row. Nonetheless, let's say the scenario is out there. I am all for both of these teams who would be fined I'm, I'm an absorbent amount. I don't, I don't know what the fine would be for colluding. I want Paul to explain this. Um the collusion of both teams getting together for a for an actual result of a game or anything. I I would almost root for them to be martyrs and take the penalty in order for the league to have to adjust a playoff scenario with a game ending in a tie. The uh the collusion thing's interesting. Jeff Fisher and Tony Dungy once had a moment. I'm pretty sure it was in a regular season game, Hutton. This might have been before your time, where one of them didn't call a timeout at the end of a game. David, maybe you'll remember it. And the uh, and and it was kind of an understanding. Maybe they just winked across the field. 
one of them didn't call a timeout at the end of the game with the understanding that the other one wasn't going to to pursue points. Like one of them was conceding, all right, we're, we're, we're done, you won. And so the other one didn't go through the process of calling the timeouts to try to stretch the game out. There were some questions after that. And the playoffs were at stake, like a seeding or tiebreaker scenario, something no, was at stake. I don't, I don't even know that there were big stakes there, but it was the kind of thing where the process is I call the timeouts um, because you're going to go. Uh, you want to extend the game. You extend the game because it's going to be gone for. And it was clear there, uh, and, and Fisher was coy about it. I'd like to ask him about this next time we chat with him. Um <clears throat> Collusion's very, very frowned upon. And so if if both these teams played for a tie, whether or not uh, they had communicated about it ahead of time, which they wouldn't necessarily have had to do, you could just go into this game and feel it out. I could play very <laughs> yeah. conservatively from the beginning. You could respond by playing very conservatively from the beginning. And I could say to, in my headset to my staff, hey, it looks like they're not gonna really push to win here and you could say to your staff in your headset hey it looks like they're not gonna push very hard to win here and we could really not do much Can you i'm imagine? not as anti-tie as you are i don't have a problem with there being an occasional tie i actually think it adds a fun twist to the standings that there are half wins out there that that mess things up in the standings there's one for pittsburgh this year that has complicated things in that division. I don't want a lot of them, but an occasional tie, I think, is a, is a fun quirk. Well, the tie, though, with Pittsburgh, they they tie with Detroit, of all teams, and somehow that helps them. Like, the Steelers tied with That's one of the crazy. worst teams in the league, and that counts. It doesn't count as a win, but it also doesn't count as a loss. Well, it's a half a win. Meanwhile, you've got the Browns who lose a game due to COVID-19 protocol, and that counts as a loss on their record. Meanwhile, the Steelers, as full strength as they could be, given the ebbs and flows of a regular football season, tie with the Detroit Lions at home. Well, the COVID thing's the COVID thing, but the Steelers are half a game better than the Browns. I'm not saying the COVID thing's fair, but the Browns lost that game. The Steelers half won their game, so they're half a game better. No, they didn't half win anything. There was no decision. They just tied. Well, a tie, by the rules, is half a win. No, a tie is, you know what, um, it, it, is it half a loss? Yes, it counts as I half mean, a win and half a loss. I mean, it's it's just, uh, but there's no decided winner. Like There is no Correct. half win. I, I, I find In the standings, it counts as I half find, a win. Going back to what Herb Street's saying about this new generation, a half win would be applauded in today's uh, youth. I mean, everyone everyone gets a trophy, everyone gets a win and a loss. Both teams win. <laughs> yeah. We're not going to mention the L, but we'll mention the half win. That is, to me, it's just, it goes against what the spirit of the league is about, which is determining the best team. Well, How do you do that if you don't have a decided victor in any contest? And this, uh, this ties into the story that was told recently, and someone wrote about it, where John Madden... Uh, at, left a voicemail, I think, with Tom Coughlin or someone or called Eli Manning, yeah, someone. Yeah, Coughlin. He called Coughlin. He called Coughlin about playing that last game like it meant something and how it just always bothered Against him the Patriots. that guys would, would sit at yes. any point. He's like, there's a game to be played. We're playing this. There's no excuse to sit guys. And that that thinking has evolved, but 
Hutton, you mentioned the Herb Street debate. This is very much an old school way of thinking versus a new school way well, of thinking. Well, I don't think I don't Th- know that that's true though. at all. My goal as head coach of the Chargers, I'll be Staley, okay. is to get my team into the playoffs. And I could get my team into the playoffs with either of two results. And so if the other team is playing with a tie mentality, I'm serving my team great with the tie. There's less risk of losing and being out. I am more I'm more for the teams that try to win than the coach that is happy with with uh, avoiding a loss. I'm more for a team Brandon that gets Staley. to the And by the way, speaking of new school, old school, Brandon Staley is, as is new a school as they come. And he, he says he has more respect for the game than to go in and try to tie yeah. with the Raiders. Which is props to him because that's new school with his line of thinking. And he's admitting and he's saying in that statement that a tie would be a slap in the face to the rules of the league. But it wouldn't be a slap in the face to the rules of the league because under oh, the rules would, of the league, if you tie them. that game, you're in the playoffs. And I'm, I'm here to tell so you. that's the rule. I am here to tell you, if that game ended in a tie, the rules would, would change. change. Oh, you're absolutely We would do right. away with ties, which tells you that the NFL is trying to avoid the egg on the face of admitting that ties are ridiculous for a playoff scenario. Uh, you're right, but the setup is the setup. If they tie that game, they both get in. They would both be happy with that result more so than the losing team would be happy to go home. I mean, let, let's start somewhere. A, a scenario to get in the postseason should not be able to end in a tie. Are they going to let the Super Bowl end in a tie? I mean, that's a playoff game. No, but... No, of course what they you, wouldn't. What, what do you do there... Like how you do you play how do the you, game out until there's a winner based on the playoff rules? Right, but how do you how do rules? you do that when it's a regular season game? How do you discern that game? You say a game with playoff finality stakes. No, can't but end in come overtime? on, this this idea that they are doing this for health and safety and well being of the players is a complete farce and a lie and a joke because they've added an extra game and then they force players to play a Thursday game after a Sunday game. In the San Francisco, they're flying across the country to do it on the road here in Nashville. They don't care about that. They, they don't even want to postpone games and move it back because of COVID protocol because teams can barely fill a roster with guys they have on their 53-man active roster. They, I mean, again, it's just it's all about getting 60 minutes aired on time on CBS in the, in the evenings. That's all this is about. It's about their television partners and their network so what should they do? They should play out the game and not allow. I mean, they it used to be 15 minutes. They've shortened it to 10 because they want 60 minutes to air on time. So say somebody ended up playing three extra quarters. Are they not at a competitive disadvantage the next week? Again. I'll be a devil's advocate here a little I'll, bit. I'll, I'll be Peter King and say COVID happens. It is what it is with COVID. If you're, if you're struck by COVID, you got to play the next week. That's just everyone agreed to it. Don't don't allow for those that say, well, don't allow the team to score first. A defense is allowed to stop the offense. I would say you're allowed to not allow the the opponent to extend the game for three extra quarters. That would be our response. If you allow the game to go that long and you have to play again, um, I I would hope that you don't have to play on Thursday. But if you do, that's on the team and the opponent for having the game that they did. I think you just. Everything can be simplified. By there doesn't need to be play, I, I, play to win. I also want to say I don't want it to be where you have some kickoff, you know, uh, meaning like 
uh, some the fake. kickers disturb. Yeah, like a shootout in hockey, um, where you end up with and the, the hockey thing's a bit different because there's a point system there. In the NFL, it's W or L, and I, I wish there was a way to determine that better than what they do right now. Which is once it reaches the uh, what's ten minutes are up, it's a tie and you move on. And it's it's because they want you know. They want Scott Pelley on CBS to make sure that he's on by 6.30 Central. That's all this is about. Well, it's pretty infrequent. There was one this year. There oh, was, there was more than one this year. No, there's one this year. The, the Steelers-Lions. There was, I'm looking at. Like two or three last year. Bengals-Eagles had one last year. That was the only one. 2019 Lions-Cardinals. Oh, well, we lucked out because there was two games that ended at the buzzer. Uh, Bengals were one of them uh, in overtime. 2018, there were two. This is since the, the new well, rules. Didn't the, uh, so there have been four since 2017. Wasn't there a Justin Tucker, Ravens, last second field goal in overtime? That's also, I mean, wasn't that the Lions game? Didn't they win in overtime at the buzzer? Yeah, That could have been Lions another game. tie? Yep. I don't well, know if I that mean, was those regulation are, those or a Those are great drama games with the winner that you want. Those aren't ties. Those are great drama. Yeah, because because the kicker hit a sixty-four yard field goal for the win. Like, well, that's again, what you want. The fina- there's, that's what there's I a want. Conclusion. Yeah, and and again, uh, if he misses it, there's no lo- there's no loser. There's just a tie. When you if you talk to someone, this is what uh, is always incredible to me about the football. When you talk to someone who does not follow the NFL, and they realize that there's a there could be a tie, their mind is blown. When you get into overtime, and if I bring it up, watch, hey, you know, if this goes any further, they might have a tie. You can tie? You can tie in football? Didn't even know that was a thing. Well, that players that well, play we, in the games don't know it that's is a, a sign of absolute foolishness. I mean, we nearly saw one. Um, we nearly saw a tie right here in Nashville, in New York, where Vrabel that's right. sent the kicker on to tie the game. Luckily, the Jets won that game. I'm, I'm in favor of the Titans losing Instead of going for a tie. You were rooting for the missed field goal in that no, moment. Block yeah, it or I mean, miss it. No tie. I, that would sicken me, flying back with a tie. Yeah. I, I, I see no circumstance where you wouldn't want a tie over a loss. I see no circumstance where the league would set up a rule to allow teams to tie. I can I, see a circumstance, at least Paul, the NHL where you don't did, play did the game. It. Right? Like, if all things, you just if you Stay need tuned. the rest, whatever, you don't play the game. But I, I, don't, I'm, I don't know about ties. This is Outkick 360. Three days have now passed since Bruce Arians took to the podium post-game in New York or in Jersey against the Jets and said that Antonio Brown is no longer a Buck. But as of today, he remains a Tampa Bay Buccaneer because they have not done anything with his roster status, including putting him on the did-not-report list, which many thought would happen today because Antonio Brown stayed back. He was at the Brooklyn Nets game on Monday evening. Mark Maskey reports that the NFL is not planning on any league-imposed discipline against Brown. So the question is, why is there any, any, any weight with the roster status of Antonio Brown? I mean, how do you get no league-imposed discipline, first off, for, for getting out of uniform as a uniform <laughs> violation, I would think, walking across the field in the middle of a game where security almost tackles you, because it doesn't know you're a player because you're out of uniform. I mean, uh, they're handling this guy with kit gloves, uh, scared of the mental health issue, I guess. But, I mean, 
act. Make a decision. You just leave it. But they him made their decision post game. He announced that he's no longer a buck, and everyone tweeted out that he had been released. He'd been waived. Well, then he backpedaled at least. So I, I, I'm very anti Bruce Arians right now. Well, he's on the payroll, but, but he's he not a part of the team. So Arians backpedaled and said, "It's not for me. It's for Jason Light to to, to decide. The GM. It's out of my hands." But then has Jason Light tried to cut him? Or put him on a list that you don't want to cut him because somebody else will pick him up and he'll hurt you in the playoffs. So, so put him on a list. But the league is is not doing anything. So now I can just have a guy in limbo. What, why is the league last, inactive? The Act. last the last thing I heard was the the Bucks were in discussion with the league on what list to designate him to. So now there's a negotiation I period for list it is placement. It is bizarre, just like the career of Antonio Brown. This is Outkick 360. Nonsense.